morning, didn't know what to do, so I looked around, then I saw you, yeah, it's good to see you, yeah, it's good to see you, we're gonna talk about some stuff, and some other stuff too, yeah, it's good to see you. Well, folks, it's been eight weeks since we've done one of these, and so this week we're doing an episode of the show. Uh, I'm an Harrison. episode of the show! I'm Meg. And Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. And this is a very, very exciting... I mean, I guess it's, an ex- it's a very exciting reason why... I mean, why we've ended up doing an episode like this this week. And it's because, like, you know, we tend to do these when, like, there's... Last time it was a tech thing, and then the time before that it was the holidays. And this time, it's a combination of many things. Mind Sugar, like my little media company is kind of rebooting this week and uh meg is deep in the throes of a really cool project that i think the day that we're talking it got announced today but that when yeah. you're listening to it it's been announced for days, a few days. Uh, meg you want to tell the people what you're doing i would love to uh yeah for the past well let me start at the very beginning uh mm-hmm. last last year in the year of 2020, I was supposed to direct a production uh, of Songs for New World for Monumental Theater Company um, in October, but that was uh, canceled like early on in the summer, almost about a, about a year ago. Um, and then in January, we made the decision to uh, produce a like filmed production that would stream uh, to audiences, and yep. that will be released in July. And so. As we are speaking, I uh, am preparing to start filming tomorrow. Um, it's very, very, very exciting. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the biggest project that I have ever like that I've ever done. Well, it's um, and and I'm so grateful. I just like I am feeling so excited and very grateful to be doing something right now. And um, I'm excited that I get to like finally talk about it. It's been, I've been so hush hush for like five months now. And so it, and we've required a lot of editing at the, of the show too, because like, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? Because we like mention it, it comes up in the, in our pre post conversations. I feel like constantly (laughs) dancing around talking about it for a long time. And I mean, yeah, I even feel like, did, did we talk about it getting canceled? At one point, like early, I, I'm sure it's maybe. been mentioned early, but it's just very yeah, cool. Maybe. Do you want to talk yeah. a bit about um, kind of like what drew you to this show specifically? Like, because I know this is a show that means a lot to you. And it's also a really ambiguous show that people find a lot of different meaning in, I think. And so I'm kind of interested in what you felt particularly drawn to about this piece, as opposed to the, yeah. the vast canon of musicals. Sure. And especially of JRBs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, number one, I'm obsessed with it. Like, okay. truly, it's one of those shows that, like, ha- for pretty much as soon as I as soon as I heard the music, um, like probably late in high school, like maybe junior or senior year of high school, if not like early college, um, I was like, oh my gosh! Like, I was just really uh, struck by it and. One of the things that I've always loved about it is that it's so ambiguous and that everybody's got a different take on everything. And there's the the songs are just as effective 
removed from the context of the show as they are like in the context of the like an entire listen through of the complete stories every every right every moment or i mean i guess stories i guess but like moments they're all like full completely realized emotional moments Totally. And that's the other thing that's, you know, should say is like, it's not a tip. It's not your standard musical where it's like, we open here and then we're going to like follow this, this main plot and this subplot. And they're going to have this beautiful, like, uh, you know, (laughs) narrative arc. And we are going to tie it all up at the end. It's not like a, it's not a plot driven musical at all. Um, so I dig that. I've always, I've always just really loved the score. Um, and but for a long time, the only album that was available was the original cast recording, right. 1996 or eight recording, um, and which is great and how I fell in love with the show. But then in 2018, uh, New York City Center Encores did a version of uh, the show, which um, they and they released an album and the album includes little transitions in the show um, that are not like transitional interludes that are not on the original album. Are those interludes available now? Are they in the current licensed version of the show? Yeah. 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 And well, they have always, the thing is they've always been in the show, but they were just not on the original album. And so when I heard, I had to honestly look at the same thing. I was like, did they add material? No, it's always been there. Those just, those Three little interludes were never, uh, they weren't included in the original album. They're included in the new one. And when I heard it all the way through, like truly on that 2018 recording, top to bottom, there's not a word in the libretto that is not on that album. I was like, oh, oh, that's how this works. I finally, like something clicked for me. Uh, Those missing pieces, I was like, I think I could understand how this might be done, you know, or how someone might like, how they all tie together, because that's always been the question, right? It's like, how do all of these things, how do all of these stories and moments that are so uh, fiercely independent, how do we also, uh, how are they also like connected and woven together? How do they exist in the same show with the same four people? Um, and so then I get to thinking, my brain is like buzzing, like, ooh, what would I do? How would I do it? And then Monumental's talking about I've worked at Monumental for a few years now, three right. years, just to pass the three year deadline <laughs> deadline. <laughs> I just passed the three year mark. Congratulations. Um, and thanks. Thanks. Um, and I uh, knew I was going to be directing for them in the 2020 season and kind of got to um, offer some suggestions or some titles that I was interested in. And this was, the one that it was my, it was my first choice. And I'm just glad that it ended up being like one that we decided uh, as a team um, that would be, that would fit the best in our season. Um, And I'm extremely, extremely grateful and excited that it's the show that we get to come back with. Um, You know, I just think that when in our conversations about like what was going to, um, what was it going to be? What were we going to do? It, this just felt like the right thing. I mean, it's called Songs for a New World. Like, it's, I, I don't know. There's so much hope and it really captures like the, I don't know, to me, it comp- captures the complexities of like the human spirit, the resilience, the uh, 
the fear, the hope, the like uh, longing for <laughs> connection, you know, it just captures all of that. Everything that we have felt like in the epitome, uh, the epitome of this past year, I feel like is reflected in this piece. And um, so it's been very cathartic to get to hash some of that out, you know, uh, in the rehearsal room and in this concept. Can I ask how sort of uh, your thinking changed about the show when it was going to be a live presented piece versus sort of how your thinking has shifted and how you personally have adapted in, in your planning for taking something um, that was going to be initially presented in your conceptualization on stage and now is existing in a completely different medium. I know we talked a little bit with Taylor about this in Taylor's episode, and that's a great example of an episode where like we had taught, we, we were like kind of talking around this. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and he, I, I finally got to watch first aid and I, we talked about it in the last week's episode a bit, but you know, they obviously, took the ball and ran in a very unique way and adapted yeah. it in this kind of completely different way, which was actually like this very hybrid film theater experience. Totally. And so I'm wondering kind of how you are looking at things um, and how your concepts have had to kind of shift and, and your thinking has had to shift. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, in the initial iteration, the audience was a huge factor the live the element of a live audience uh was it the the concept pretty much like hinged on people being in the room with us um and so we won't talk about I, dead ideas but i do know that the original the original concept was very very cool too thanks i think so i think it was cool and i think that we have uh been able to maintain a lot of like the initial like thoughts and concept there and just like adapt it for this new medium which I'm so happy about because I really did feel like so I, and I, I do feel so strongly about it um but that was the that was the biggest shift for me was like okay if the, if we cannot control the audience being in the room with us if we cannot like create the environment that they are going to be in we have to be like uh it just, it, it requires like less stylization. You know what I mean? Like we can't just expect that the, it was hinging on the fact that the audience was going to experience the the same catharsis that the characters do, that they realize that they are a part of this uh, group that the characters are a part of. Right. And that is not possible, you know, when everybody feels, when there's a screen that is removing you from that experience. Well, and when you're not um, forced to taking the entire experience at once. You know, the, the cold exactly. hard fact of the matter is that like people are going to be watching this on their phone or their computer or their TV. And mm -hmm. like the likelihood of them having a phone in their hand at some point during the time is it, it exists, you know, and yeah. you're just dealing yeah. with a different beast where like an audience member or an usher can tap you on, or like a, someone can tap you on the shoulder and be like, cut that out in another media, right. another venue. Right. So keeping so, the immediacy is also, I imagine, very challenging. Totally. And I would say that probably the biggest challenge, though, is like figuring out how do we. That how do whatever was going to be stylized and that feeling that we were trying to capture, how can we get it in like a little frame, mm -hmm. you know, how we have to like really narrow our focus 
moment by moment and also sort of impose a little bit of plot on it. Uh, and so that's what we've done. And I, it has, uh, I have watched a lot. I, I got a masterclass subscription a few months ago and I watched a ton of like masterclass, took a ton of masterclasses um, about like screenwriting and directing and cinematography and like just, and storytelling, things like that. And watched a lot of like YouTube, like university 101 kind of thing, like filming 101 or like psychology of the camera, things like that, because as much as I feel like I know the show pretty inside and out, like this is a whole, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game to be putting it on camera. And um, so I, I just, um, that, that's been the biggest like learning curve and having to figure out like, how is, how does this, how will this medium best serve the piece? Um, right. Yeah. What's been uh, inspiring you? Like, what are you drawing inspiration from in this? Like, what are you finding yourself drawn to as you've been kind of like weaving this little tapestry for yourself? Because I know there was a lot of, um, a lot of pre-pro and a lot of time just sitting, thinking about how things were going to look, the energy things were going to have. So I'm wondering what you were like taking in to get into that headspace, kind of what you were like thinking about. Yeah. Dude, honestly, it's been the most pre-pro. Like, Dude, I know. I most, mean, we've been, ta- it's been, like the we've been most... talking about it for fucking forever. It's been simultaneously the longest and the shortest because I've had the concept like in my head for almost two years at this point. Uh, but as far as like deciding it's going to be a film and then like filming it is, was a five was five months. Uh, and which is not a lot of time no. to be trying to film a 90 minute a trying movie. to figure out how a movie essentially essentially not exactly but no, essentially. no no not exactly uh, um, uh, essentially we're using movie <laughs> as a as a as a term that is not literal here yes and uh so uh what have i been drawing inspiration from i've been watching a lot of movie musicals just trying to figure out what kind of like staging is interesting on camera um and how i'd love to talk about this minute because i've actually been talking about it with with john given okay the fact that and i don't want to harp on anything specific but like you know there was a big movie musical that had a trailer that came out this week that there's obviously been a lot of people having conversation about um and i was just talking to john about how like i really do think that the biggest thing that has fucked up movie musicals is that they don't just, like, do the musical and, like, film it. Like, you know, like, when you saw Carousel, like, the old Carousel movie or, like, the old Roger and Hammerstein movie, they're just, like, taking Mm -hmm. a big set piece, like, a big movie set piece, and then they just, like, stage it, you know, and, like, film it dynamically. Whereas now, I just feel like maybe the movie musicals are, like, too fucking dynamic, and it's, like, all, like, you never get, like, big shots of everybody just, like, building into a dance. Stuff like that. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And I think that there's like, I think there's a balance to strike. Like different sure. things obviously call for, for different styles. Um, but what I will say is that like musicals have moments of like profound joy. The yep. audience is experiencing like there's adrenaline. There is like palpable energy just I don't know and it's I think that's that that's hard to capture on movie in in a movie the only I'm 
the in the heights trailer looks like it might be it might hit the nail right on the head like it looks like it might be one of the best movie musicals we're gonna have in the canon like i'm very excited about the spielberg west side too because i think spielberg is a great epic storyteller and musicals are Mm -hmm. epic right and that that that's what i mean like when there's joy and energy it's because of scale sometimes right and uh or just being able to like not know what to look at what do i look at what do i focus on instead of being so like look here look at this thing this is like you have to let the audience kind of like connect their own dots sometimes instead of trying to spoon feed um film can be so specific which is such a tool and like such a gift sometimes uh but I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question at all. I've really enjoyed watching movie musicals. I watched, uh, I think I talked about it on here. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. You know, I've been watching anything that has a staged musical number because this show is completely sung through. And uh, um, some numbers are bigger than others. Some, like some numbers are more performative. Some numbers are more conversational. And honestly, any points of reference for just like scale is is really has been really beneficial um yeah that's what i've been i don't don't know (laughs) is that a good answer (laughs) that's a great answer um i think to kind of to kind of put a bow on our songs for a new world conversation um i mean obviously we are planning to have some people that are involved in the process come on the show which is very very exciting um so do you want to real quick um, shout out some of the people involved and tell people when it's going to be available to watch and all that good stuff and how they can get a hold of it when yeah, it comes out? Yeah, I would out? love to. Cool. I would love to. Um, so as I said, it's through Monumental Theater Company. So you can go to monumentaltheater.org uh, and tickets will be on sale next month. Um, and this show will stream all of July, the entire month of July. So it's on demand. You can watch it any time of day or night. That's what I was going to ask, because I know some people are doing the kind of like, oh, you got to watch it in the moment thing. But Showtime. that's very, very yeah. cool, folks. That's very, very cool. Yeah. So if you are like. No excuse. The- if, you have, <laughs> if you have 90 minutes in the whole month of July, um, at, at least one set of 90 minutes, you can sit down and watch it. Yeah. Uh, and who's working on it? So um, the. Just the best collaborators in the world, David Singleton and Marika Contoris are uh, choreographing and music directing, respectively. And it's been such a just a dream. Like uh, truly, I feel so lucky to be working with them. They're so smart, and they have made me feel added so much value and made me feel so confident. And in the cast, we've got Ryan Burke, who. Harrison made me a fan of as soon as I met Harrison he was like you gotta hear my friend Ryan sing and I've (laughs) been dying to like (laughs) I've been dying to work with or like be in the same room as Ryan for like seven years now so this is just been like bliss um Kylie Smith who we met at summer dinner theater uh the same summer with Harrison uh and uh, I met her and David that summer. So it's been kind of fun to like get that gang kind of back together or like, you know, get to, I don't know, it's fun to hire friends, you know? It's fun to get um, to reconnect too with people down the yeah. line and collaborate yeah. in a different way when they've, you know, evolved and changed and their vision is, you know, grown. Yeah, exactly. Too, yeah. Exactly. Yes. And um, so Ryan, Kylie, uh, Sarah Ann Sillers, 
who is just an absolute beast. Yeah, she's incredible. Amazing. And yeah, uh, yeah. and L.V. Ellis, who um, Jimmy, one of the co-artistic directors of Monumental, met uh, at a show, like they were in a show together in Oklahoma a few Mm -hmm. summers ago, and L.V. just kind of followed Monumental and submitted, and he's the guy, and he is, I just don't, you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss. They are- It's a stacked cast. Uh, I feel so lucky to have them. And um, I just realized like at the first rehearsal when we were all in the room together, like these are all people that haven't worked on anything or very few things in a year. And there was just like a, just a really palpable energy. And I hope that that will like translate to the screen. And I hope that everybody will come watch it and check out what we've been working on because at this point, when you're hearing about it, we're honestly almost done. <laughs> We've been working for so long uh, and so hard. And so that's why we're having an episode of the show today, because it's been... Uh, it's go time. It's go time. And it's been a busy few weeks. And yeah, here we are. Well, yeah. And shooting... So anyway... <laughs> shooting, is, shooting is underway and all that good stuff, right? So by the time people are hearing yeah. this, shooting will be yes. well underway. And so it's just a crazy week. and yeah. and. Um, I think with that, let's put a pin in today in this episode of the show. Well, I wanted to talk about your, I, you had mentioned Mind Sugar's back. And so I wanted to oh, talk yeah. about that. If you oh yeah, to. let's do it. Um, yeah, we'll be back. Well, we got a whole, we're, we're no longer Mind Sugar 666. The, the, we have had an exorcism and now we're just Mind Sugar. Um, we'll be back. We're doing, I just got a new huge amazing setup so i have like the ability to do everything on my computer which i didn't have before and i also have the ability to hook up my other computer to all this so that's very exciting and we're gonna be back like a big old rig a big old rig we're gonna be back like streaming and um (laughs) doing the podcasts like getting the podcast boosted and and pumped out and we'll tell the people about like what happens on the streams Anybody that has maybe never partaken in a Mind Sugar stream before, what kind of things can they look forward to? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, you can kind of look forward to a vast array of things. So some nights, uh, like, Kate will go on and game, and she really plays these very cool story games, so people can kind of come back episodically and, like, follow the same story every week. Um, We'll do, like, we're doing Mm -hmm. tonight, where we'll get me, Johnny, and Kate all on, and we'll play games and we'll talk and um a lot of times when the three of us are on we'll do these listening parties where we pick an album or an artist and everybody can connect their spotify to one like thing and we can all be listening to the same music at the same time without like breaking copyright rules and stuff like that because we're not streaming it out so tonight i think we'll do some of that on the stream what else do we do i do I used to do Super Mind Exploder on there, um, but I'm going to be doing something kind of similar to that, which is going to be called Things Today, and I'm going to just, on Wednesdays, I'm not going to look at the news until 12 o'clock noon, and then I'll log on my computer, and I'll go through the news and watch clips and play games and stuff like that for like three hours, so that kind of stuff. We, we get on, goof around. And people can interact. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a live chat. Um, if you subscribe to the channel, which right. costs five bucks, you can join our Discord server, which is like a live chat that's going 24-7. We just completely revamped that. Um, and that has like a bunch of different forums where you can talk about all kind of different stuff. 
Uh, it's really exciting. I, I wish I, I feel like I'm like stumbling over what to say because uh, it's it's just a it's a lot of things. Mind Sugar, uh, for those who don't know, is like a production company, media company that myself, Caitlin Muller, and John Seeger started at the beginning ish of the pandemic. Today, when we're recording, is the one year anniversary. So the twenty about a year ago. Yeah, year ago today. Today yeah. would be one year. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and happy anniversary! Wow, so exciting. It is exciting. Um, and, and you know the the idea is that we're just empowering people to create in mediums that they wouldn't necessarily create in. Um, and obviously, because we don't have a lot of resources right now, it's the three of us. But you know, as we uh, over the next year, as we kind of develop more systems to do things more efficiently, you know, we, we are planning to bring more artists in, so musicians podcasters, writers, to film stuff, you know. So if you have stuff that you would like to get made very soon, um, I may be wanting to chat with you because I want to meet people who haven't, you know, had their stuff, like, you know, that might be too far out for the normal or that just need the freedom of the space to make stuff. But that can't happen until we have the systems to support. So that's what it is. That's well, mine, it's sugar. exciting. Yeah. Um, happy anniversary. And yeah, and this, and this podcast is brought to you by. So we are grateful to Mind Sugar. We and are. I hope that you all will check out every, you know, everything that's going on. MindSugarOnline.com has every link. MindSugarOnline.com um, has every single link you could ever want. It's got the Twitch. It's got all of our podcasts. It's got... Uh, baseball hat music. It's got Johnny's music. It's got uh, it's got everything there. So mindsugaronline.com. You'll find that in the show notes. Okay. Is there anything else that we should cover in this episode? Mm, uh, no, uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, my friends. Five stars on Apple Podcasts, please, please. One day I'll get on here and I'll cry, Meg. One time I'll pull the actor trick of I'll I'll cry on here <laughs> about it. And and then maybe people will listen. Yeah. And you can follow me online at Meg Bunn. And you can follow me at double H, double A, double R, double I, double S, double O, double N. Listen to my band Baseball Hat on Spotify. Um, and then please visit MindSugarOnline.com for all the MindSugar stuff. It's a good to see you pod.com for all the good to see you stuff. And uh, check out Tickets to Meg's show, which will be on sale next month. And all the info's up in the show notes. Meg director a regular Greta Gerwig over here um it's good to oh, see you boy, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you bye everybody